1: Water in the court. He seen it. And now,
0: it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquart.
1: Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm your host, Todd Marquart. And we're on 930 AM The Answer, and later we'll be on podcasts everywhere. You can also listen to me on www.talklawradio.com, or you can stream live from 930amtheanswer.com, the the radio station's uh, website. So today we're going to be talking about legal nurse consulting. Uh, but first, Marquart Law Firm is sponsoring our show today. And attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Also, new bu- new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family limited partnerships, and We can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in district court, county court, or probate court. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, Material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with your professional legal advice. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day, and thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing, or failing to do your will. Please help Angela Barker and me give good information to the listeners about how legal nurse consultants help attorneys and their clients. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. Today's show is about legal nurse consultants. Angela Barker helps attorneys nationwide make sense of medical records. Her company called Covenant Legal Nurse Consulting takes attorneys step-by-step through the medical record and provides attorneys with a competitive edge throughout the litigation process. Discover your legal issue blind spot of medical records with Angela Barker and me today, right now. Angela, welcome to the show. Thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
2: So I am originally from South Texas, so I'm from San Benito, uh, home of Freddie Fender. So you will see him on our water tower as you go to South Padre Island, which a lot of people are more familiar with that. Um, I have been a nurse uh, for 17 years. Um, I went to uh, University of Texas Pan American in Edinburgh, which is now called UTRGV. And um, then I moved to, uh, so actually, um, after I finished nursing school, I started in the pediatric ICU. And uh, I really loved it there, Uh, loved working with kids. Uh, But then I decided I needed to make a change, and I decided to move to San Antonio. And I transitioned into home health, uh, private-duty nursing, so with private duty nursing, uh, we would take care of chronically ill patients in the home. So adult and pediatric patients that were needing, uh, that had beating tubes, mm-hmm. uh, tracheostomies for airway management, and some of them were on ventilators for life support. Uh, so I worked with a national company, Maxim healthcare, uh, for 15 years. And then, um, you know, I was also the administrator there. So, um, I dealt with, uh, the overall um, office uh, administration. Um, we had uh, state auditors maintaining the licensing, yes, and all that. compliance as well, mm-hmm. and then also um, dealing with uh, making sure that our that our patients were satisfied with the care. So we uh, had to make sure that our nurses. Um, were competent uh, to take care of their needs, you Mm -hmm. know, with especially with pediatrics, um, on ventilators, uh, just being able to provide them with training and um, guidance. Um, So that was one of the things that, um, you know, I was helping with and then um, overall office administration. Um, And as the administrator, I was responsible for um, if there was any um, allegations of abuse, neglect, or exploitation, um, just... Uh, having to investigate that, um, getting both sides right um, uh, diving into the medical records too to to find out okay um, what happened, um, right assessing the patient to make sure that they were okay um, and then overall summarizing my findings and providing them to our um, legal department as well as our h r department for their recommendation so kind of a but in my um with my experience dealing with both pediatric and adult uh patients so i was able to um deal with all kinds of different diagnoses as well in home care ALS patients um as well as um injury um so wide variety of patients
1: sounds like it all the way from birth to death yes okay So tell us something about what it's like to um, get certified as as a nurse and then as a legal consulting nurse.
2: So as a nurse, um, I mean, in nursing school, we had to uh, do clinicals. Um, We did, um, well, the nursing school that I went to, um, we had nurse practitioners from Canada. So Mm -hmm. they were... um, they Always were used friendly. to. <laughs> they <laughs> were used to primary nursing, so they weren't used to um, utilizing CNAs or any oh, okay. um, ancillary staff. Right. And so we were responsible for doing everything for the patient. So wow. we weren't allowed to uh, utilize the the services of a CNA. So we had to bathe the patient. We had to make the bed, change mm-hmm. the, sh- the sheets and everything. And so um, I I feel really blessed to have uh, been instructed under them because then um, I learned a lot of the fundamentals um, because a lot of uh, – programs nowadays where they they're just like okay that's not really your job like you're right. just focused on as a registered nurse you know you're focused on making sure you know we do patient care but um you can use ancillary staff or mm-hmm. other things and so they may not um they may not fully grasp like the whole full care right of the patient whereas we had to because uh and and i like i said i i'm just I'm blessed because, um, they were able to show us that and with, uh, legal nurse consulting, I, uh, did a mentorship program, uh, to make sure that I understood all the aspects of legal nurse consulting as far as report writing and, um, you know, what, um, I could do to, to assist a, an attorney, uh, with the case, you know, how I can be a, a best assistance to an attorney, um, to see what they what to, to look for, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the different uh, phases of litigation too. So, um, because uh, I've as we were talking about, I I've always liked Law and Order mm-hmm. and uh, different uh, shows like that. But it's it's a lot different when you're working in that field. So, um, I think just learning the the fundamentals of that as but well. But the
1: thought process is kind of like a detective, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Putting the pieces together mm-hmm.
2: and painting the full picture. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, because uh, clients may not tell you the whole story, and so it's kind of just reading the record and mm-hmm. and pulling pieces together, finding out what's missing. Um, because you know somebody that's not really trained in the healthcare field uh, may just look at the record um, as it's presented to them and and just kind of. Um, digest that versus like saying okay where is this record or where's you know we're missing mm-hmm. this time frame or or whatnot and so i think uh, just being able to help with that aspect as well
1: great I'm sure attorneys appreciate that we have to take a break uh, when we come back we'll get into more about what legal nurse consultants do so we're on 9:30 a.m the answer stay tuned
0: Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust, but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marcourt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marcourt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future.
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 930 AM The Answer. And remember, we're also on podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're interested in other legal subjects, you can go to www.talklawradio.com and you can search for other episodes. You can also search for previous episodes using your favorite podcast listening platform, just search, and I talk about all kinds of things, um, mostly estate planning, probate, business law, and elder law, because that's the type of law that I focus on, but I also have experts in other areas of the law who come on the show, and we like to talk about their focuses as well. We talk about what's happening in the news and uh, how that impacts the law, and especially what are the hidden issue legal blind spots that you might be facing but you're not aware of so back to you Angela we're here with Angela Barker with Covenant uh, nurse legal consulting or legal nurse consulting um I was interested in the name of the company how did you come up with that
2: so um that's a good question I I'm very um my my faith is very important to me, and so when uh, coming up with the the name of the company, I wanted it to be something that that meant, uh, that was I don't know rooted in God, and mm-hmm. so uh, I always remembered um, you know God's covenant you know right. with His people, and so I it made me think of like covenant uh, as far as um, making a pact with. Um, you know, my client that I'm going to do the best I can to, um, help them, um, do their job and with my job, you know? Um, and so it was just, um, that was, that was the name that came, came to mind was Great. the covenant. And then, uh, my pastor actually helped me with the logo. So oh, okay. just, uh, on, uh, you know, making it more, uh, go with the, the name. So,
1: right. Yeah. Covenant is like a contract. Mm-hmm. And that's legal. That's a legal agreement. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of thought that you might be choosing that name because it connected to your faith. And so I, I was going to look up some Bible verses. Well, there's more than that's like a whole show or a whole day <laughs> to talk about yes. every Bible verse where God says, this is my covenant with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll try and that someday. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of, of you having a contract with your with your attorney and mm-hmm. for the good of their their whole case. Um, we, we do the same thing with our clients. So well, it's a contract that everybody benefits from. Definitely. So you've been doing this for a while now and you've probably established some things that make you better than other legal nurse consultants Mm -hmm. so what would you say those things are what part of your secret sauce what makes (laughs) you different from everybody else
2: um i would say um i'm definitely uh you know as some people are competitive so um i and i hold my myself to a high standard so um, I want to do the best job that I can do um, and, and produce the best work product, uh, but um, I think it comes more from my background. Um, I was the administrator, um, and I worked for a national company for 15 years, and so in that, um, in that role, I was uh, responsible for uh, investigations, as I uh, mentioned earlier, but... Um, not only investigations for abuse, neglect, and exploitation, um, but also uh, um, investigations for any sentinel event. So, with a sentinel event, um, it would be uh, if if we had a patient that passed away or mm-hmm. suffered injury. Um, so, it was my responsibility to do an investigation, look through the records, um, and then find out to see if if the nurse didn't follow our standards or policies. Um, and then present my findings to our legal department so that we could see, uh, you know, what are next steps and then prepare for litigation if, uh, you know, if we thought we were going to face litigation on that. Um, and so in this role, um, that gives me the ability to look at both sides. Okay, you know, look at the side where there's, um, you know, an allegation for, like, plaintiff side and, you know, look through the record um, as well as, you pro- um, point out to them what the defense will find. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm working defense, I can point out what plaintiff will find. Mm-hmm. And so just uh, providing that unbiased opinion to where I can you know, show them, okay, this these are the strengths, these are the weaknesses of the case um, so that we can prepare the, the right strategy um, going forward.
1: So your experience with home health, actually, the, all of that helps and, and sets you apart. Uh, in this role as well,
2: yes, um, because uh, in actually in that role as well, um, I was kind of the go to person for compliance. Um, So we had, it was, like I said, a national company. So we had a compliance department that would go in uh, to each office just to make sure that we were maintaining, you know, following policies and procedures and such. And so they were from other states and they weren't really familiar with Texas. Mm -hmm. And so usually uh, when they were in another office, they would normally reach out to me and say, okay, um, what's the standard on this? Or, you know, what's the, um, the, uh, sorry. Regulation. Yeah. Um, and so I was very familiar with the regulations. And um, so I would just uh, show them where I found it in the TAC, uh, the Texas administration code, and just uh, also the policies as well. So
1: Yeah, you were studying the law even before yes. <laughs> you were going to be helping lawyers. That's impressive.
2: Yeah. yeah, and I've always been like very structured, so I like to know uh, rationale behind things mm-hmm. as well. So not just, okay, we're going to do it this way, but what's the reason behind it? Mm-hmm. And so I've always been fascinated with that to, to figure that out. And so that's always kind of led me to making sure that I was familiar with the rules, regulations mm-hmm. and standards.
1: Okay, great. Besides work, what are you passionate about?
2: Uh, serving my community. So um, I am very involved in my church, uh, Mercy Church. Um, it's on the south side. And um, I volunteer in three different uh, ministries. So I help out with the kids' ministry. Um, so they're, they're a lot of fun. And then I help out with greeting. Um, so that is, I think, um, that really um, I don't know. It just makes my day just to help people uh, feel welcome mm-hmm. um, as they're coming to church because you never know uh, what um, difficulty that they're they're facing. Um, you know, maybe they're they're having a tough day or mm-hmm. you know, a tough week, tough life, and um, just being able to make them feel welcome to show mercy. Um, as our vision is like show mercy to a broken world. And um, just being able to show that and and try to show God's love um, to them that that makes my day. Just I'm sure you make reading. their day too. <laughs> yeah, and I help out in our women's ministry as well. Okay. So I make it a point to to try to um, introduce myself to any new women that are joining and mm-hmm. and again try to make them feel welcome and okay. get involved. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit more specific about legal nurse consulting and I, I just found some things on your website mm-hmm. that can help us can help guide us through uh, what the different aspects of that are so w- one thing is medical records um, medical records in, in any ca- dispute or legal case is going to be the evidence that either makes or breaks the case. Yes. And usually medical records is not just like one piece of paper or one document. <laughs> yeah. It's often a lot of paper, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us about that.
2: So um, in nursing, um, typ- like typically when we admit the patient, we start the record with our assessment, with all the admission paperwork, um, and then we build the record as we're providing care, um, with the different orders, tests, and, and such. So, And then we close it out when we discharge the patient with our assessment and discharge paperwork. So uh, as a nurse, um, I'm very familiar with the medical record.
1: Everything has to be written down, right? Yes.
2: Yes, everything has to be accounted for. And as they teach us in nursing school, if it wasn't documented, it wasn't done. Mm-hmm. And so that's what um, it's so important for nurses to make sure that they're documenting everything because that's been able uh that's where i've been able to to show like with some nurses where they documented care that or the refusal from the patient so patient refused to be turned patient refused this refused that and so they documented that so that helped um you know as far as on their case Mm -hmm. Um, whereas nurses that didn't document you know there was nothing to prove right correct and so with the medical record it's uh, just going through um and determining if there's anything mis- missing from the record. Also, if there's any inconsistencies, um, anything that um, that uh, needs to be flagged, um, as we were talking about earlier, um, just if there um, is an incident that happened and, you know, pr- the, the date that it happened, but some of the documentation doesn't match up, so they – you know, went into respiratory arrest, you know, they, um, and, but yet their oxygen saturation show like a hundred percent or 99%, mm-hmm. like throughout the whole day. And you're like, okay, what happened here? Like it showed, uh, you know, I know that this event happened on this day, right. but yet the record is saying something else. So was, you know, that omitted from the record or, you so know,
1: then you would let the attorney know, maybe you need to talk to all these people about that. Yes.
2: Um, as well as um, determining, um, you know, in the record. So when reviewing the case, um, as far as what um, good expert witnesses would be um, Mm -hmm. to identify, okay, this case is dealing with um, a patient in the ER. So it would be good to have an ER nurse, an ER physician, Mm -hmm. just depending on what the the case involves. And so I think just it's an overall review of the record and and, uh, determination of different um, aspects like – painting the full picture mm-hmm. of what, um, what actually happened. And then again, like I said, identifying expert witnesses and then, um, helping them locate, uh, expert witnesses if they need that help as well.
1: Okay. Now medical records, I think nowadays have to be electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, does that help?
2: It does. It definitely does because I know, um, well, the agency that I worked for, um, we were still on, um, handwritten notes. And so when I had to do medical record review, because we had to do quarterly uh, review of the records, uh, sometimes it was really hard to, to read the nurse's notes um, because of their handwriting, even though we'd tell them over and over. Um, but, yeah, uh, reading handwritten notes is a lot uh, more challenging um, than electronic. So it makes the, the review process a lot easier when it's electronic versus handwritten. Well,
1: when I was in first grade— I got a U on handwriting, unsatisfactory. (laughs) It was devastating for me to hear that from my teacher. But if she had told me that someday people are going to need to read your handwriting, (laughs) maybe I would have known how important it was. Um, I still, I'm in that generation that still writes things with a pen. Mm-hmm. I don't type everything. Yeah, I, I use an iPad now because it, it's easier than having a bunch of paper on this little table. Um, I'm still in between. Um, how are medical records nowadays? Are they all typed or are there still some handwritten
2: For the most part, they're typed. Um, It's just going to be like the consent forms or if there's any uh, forms that need signatures, sometimes they'll have to fill out the form. Oh, Um, I see. Yeah. And so that's the the only time really when you'll see more handwritten, like sometimes the admission paperwork or discharge paperwork maybe.
1: Okay. Well, we have to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about some specific cases where um, the evidence was medical records or where... Uh, nurses like you, legal nurse consultants, are able to identify the experts that need to testify. So we're going to talk more with Angela Barker with Covenant Legal Nurse Consulting when we return. Stay tuned. Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marcourt, where we discover your hidden legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today's show is about the hidden legal issue blind spots of medical records and using a legal nurse consultant to help attorneys with their litigation cases that are involve in the medical profession. Angela Barker helps attorneys nationwide make sense of medical records. Her company called Covenant Legal Nurse Consulting takes attorneys step-by-step through the medical record and provides attorneys with a competitive edge throughout the litigation process. Angela, if there's an attorney listening right now and they want to find out more information about you, what should they do?
2: Um, They can either um, check out my website at www.covenantlnc.com, or they can email me. uh, My email is anbarker at covenantlnc.com.
1: Okay, great. So now I'd like to move past medical records and start talking about some cases um, you work with a lot of attorneys mm-hmm. that are filing lawsuits or defending lawsuits that involve the medical issue. What are some challenges that attorneys have told you that they have?
2: So for them, uh, some challenges that they face uh, or that they've shared with me are um, just reviewing the record is uh, really time consuming. So it takes them away from their legal practice Mm -hmm. and being able to focus on the legal aspects of the case. Um, And then they're having to do a lot of research just to uh, figure out the medical terminology Because they're not familiar with it. Uh, Also, the standard of care. So um, having to do research to find out the standard of care, whereas uh, you know, nurses we live in the standard of care. Right. Um, And then um, determining if an injury was as a result of an accident, or if it's a pre-existing condition. So that's um, another one that that um, they've shared with me. And then. Locating a an expert witness is a tedious process, and so just going through and making sure that they're qualified. Um, right. One attorney shared with me that uh, they had a expert. Um, that hadn't practiced in like 25 years. Mm-hmm. And so she said, I, don't, I mean, there was really no value that they could bring to the right. case because they weren't familiar with the current standards of practice. And so just being able to weed through the expert witnesses just to show I mean, in my previous job, I had to recruit. And so just going through a ton of resumes. And so it's kind of the similar, uh, just making sure that they have current experience and then also, um, speaking to them, like interviewing them just to see what their background is and are they currently practicing. Mm -hmm. So doing that vetting process before they even get that, um, you know, that candidate, um, it saves them a lot of time.
1: And that's like getting additional money. Yes. (laughs) So saving, (laughs) saving time is, is equal to getting a lot of money. So that's good for them. And, By you researching all of those things, you're sort of like the the medical paralegal, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Except they don't have to employ you
2: full-time. Exactly. (laughs) They can just employ me when they need help, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, with the reports that um, I generate for them, um, I try to make it pretty easy, um, either, you know, give them the definitions as I write the report or I develop a key at the bottom um, just to be able to point out the different – you know the definitions for the different terms that maybe they're not familiar with, and I also include um, all the medical journals that I used um, to uh, find all, do That's all my important. research. That's important. I was mm-hmm. reading
1: a case that where somebody was questioned about the journals and mm-hmm. and the standard of care, and because uh, somebody was testifying about uh, a unique point of view, and mm-hmm. and they were cross examined. Did you read that in a journal? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you provide the attorney with lots of shortcuts.
2: Yes. And and try to make it easy for them so it's um, uh, easily digestible, I, I guess I could say. So they can just go through the uh, report and just um, understand, like see the full picture and then have the information, like the backstory as well.
1: Great. Okay. So let's talk about some case studies. Sure. Um, where would you like to start?
2: So um, we can... Uh, start with medical malpractice. Okay. Um, So with medical malpractice, um, so I I did help on a case uh, where a client uh, provided the attorney uh, with information stating that they had um, wounds. They had developed some wounds and um, also uh, some paralysis um, as a result of their stay in the hospital. Uh, Well, I did research or reviewed the medical record. Uh, what they didn't tell the attorney was that, uh, they weren't allowing the nurses to, uh, turn them uh, reposition oh, them. Right. And they weren't allowing them to do, um, uh, pressure relieving, um, Techniques like uh, elevating their feet to prevent uh, any sores on their heels. Mm -hmm. Um, So they weren't allowing that to happen. And so as a result, you know, the patient developed some wounds. Right. Um, Also with diet, you know, it's important to make sure uh, with wound healing that you get enough protein. And so the nutritionist had uh, recommended um, high protein shakes and different uh, options, but uh, the patient refused as well. So and that so,
1: wasn't a good case for the plaintiff right. to take, correct? Right.
2: And then with the um, paralysis part, I did uh, research as far as looking at the protocol. They followed the protocol. They um, used the the proper mattress. Uh, they already had a um, it's a Hill Rom. It's a very a specialty mattress from the time the patient was admitted to discharge, and so. Uh, and then SEDs, which help um, just uh, prevent blood clots in the legs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they um, were doing, like, all the different um, preventative measures. And so I just, you know, showed her all that information, and then she, you know, made her decision at that point, an informed decision.
1: Okay, let's do another case study.
2: Oh, um, sure. So also uh, with another patient, it was uh, kind of a little bit of personal injury and medical malpractice. Um, so with that uh, particular patient, uh, they were hospitalized um, and uh, diabetic as well. Um, so the, the patient was given narcotics as well as um, medication medication. For um, because the patient was complaining of pain and they kept giving narcotics, narcotics, then um, they were um, dealing with some allergies, so they give them uh, antihistamine, which also causes drowsiness, um, as well as a combination of other medications, which all um, caused the patient to become um, unresponsive. And um, the patient uh, became unresponsive. They had to um, intubate or put the, the patient um, on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Then, um, as they were trying to intubate the patient, uh, it was the ER physician had difficulty with intubation. And so they ended up, um, uh, with a laceration on the lip and then they broke a crown, uh, for the patient. So the patient was injured. Um, the patient ended ended up stabilizing and, you know, coming off the ventilator, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they, there was a potential for vocal cord damage. Yeah. And so... It's a pretty
1: um, traumatic event.
2: Yes. Which uh, you know, so I just was able to point all those okay, instances out. Um but yeah, it's it's mainly again looking at the the whole picture um of the event. So uh with those um narcotics being given so close together, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, how come it wasn't questioned? You know, like, yeah. oh, they just got a narcotic, you know, it's, and, and we're giving, you know, these other medications right. that are going to potentially cause drowsiness and, and respiratory um, And there's
1: probably issues. procedures in place that people didn't follow. Correct. So I was reading about a products liability case that was related to um, a stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this type of patch That was supposed to provide some pain relief, and it was the patch that was determined to have released too much of the medicine and resulting in this person's death. But um, what was remarkable to me about the case was about all the medical records that had to Mm be reviewed in order to figure that out.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you have to, it's, it's a um, root cause analysis. So it's just continuing to ask why, Mm-hmm. Um and then you you kind of just have to keep like un- like un what's it called uh, peeling back the onion. Right. Um and and keep digging. Okay, so this it wasn't caused by this, uh, was it caused by this and you know you try to look at different scenarios of mm-hmm. how it could have been caused. Um look at the medications, look at, you know, what it previous history like there's a lot of different things that you need to right. look at. Right, and yeah.
1: and there was the the defense brought up that the, the patient had some uh, some complications before they even got there. Mm-hmm. And so they try and blame it on that. Yeah. But you have to keep going and say, well, even so we think it's this patch that caused it. we got to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking about legacy, okay. among other things. And uh, we might have time for another case study or two. So You're listening to Todd Marcourt on Talk Law Radio, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And remember, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, on podcasts everywhere, and also YouTube. So if you like to watch videos, search for Talk Law Radio on YouTube. We'll be right back.
0: Wanting to learn about a will or a trust But haven't gotten around to it Now is the perfect time to learn about This vital information The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm Focus on business and estate law Including last wills, living trusts And tax protected inheritance plans We educate our children So that they are prepared for the future Call Marquardt Law Firm At 210-530-4278 To show your family That you are prepared for the future
1: Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marcourt. Here with Angela Barker, we've been talking about legal nurse consulting and how legal nurse consultants like her can help attorneys get a competitive edge in their litigation, either in uh, plaintiffs or defense work. So, Angela, we had uh, talked about a case study involving uh, medical malpractice and personal injury Uh, I brought up one about a product's liability case. Um, Can you uh, think of
2: any other scenario? So um, I know it's kind of, I mean, not heard of too often, but for criminal defense, um, sometimes they utilize uh, the services of a legal nurse consultant uh, for assault cases um, because uh, there's a lot of medical records that they have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, chain of custody. I've heard um, that, uh, you know, just making sure that there's no uh, break in the chain of custody. Uh, So sometimes just handling the evidence. So uh, with a rape... You're talking
1: about sexual assault. Yes. So like
2: a rape case, uh, maybe... um, you know, they're not changing gloves in between different things, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, if they're seeing one patient to another, right. um, or also just handling the evidence um, because they're not, as nurses, um, we're focused on the patient. And so um, sometimes the nurse might just be so focused on the patient, they're not really thinking about the chain of custody and how right. that's going to affect, you know, the criminal case.
1: Right. Another criminal case that I, I read what involved um, the death of a baby. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the mother had said, well, the baby fell, and, uh, and so there was medical records up from, the, from the baby when the baby got to the hospital and the exam and the x-rays and all of that. So a defense attorney would have to go through all of that, and they might need a legal nurse consultant to help them.
2: Yes. Definitely. Um and I know um in my career we've dealt with shaken baby syndrome, mm-hmm. you know. So or spiral fractures. Um they'll say, "Oh, you know, they fell down, but that's more like a twisting motions, oh my gosh. motion. Motion, I'm say sorry." That. And so it's uh, just the knowing like what causes a spiral mm-hmm. fracture and, and different things. So um having that that background and helping them create uh you know, uncover the story. Like yeah. is that yeah, uh, you know, is it realistic that they just broke their arm like falling down? Right. Um, not with that type of fracture. Yeah. So, um,
1: another case I was reading about involving toxic torts. Mm-hmm. So this was uh, a case where there was a, a tanker ship, and I I don't know exactly what the guy was doing on the tanker ship, but there was um, something wrong with his lungs medical problems that I can't even pronounce. Mm-hmm. And so the the evidence was medical records, and that would be something that a legal nurse consultant would help with because an attorney like me seeing all those medical words that I'm seeing for the first time, I can either look them up mm-hmm. or I can hire somebody to give me those shortcuts.
2: Yes, exactly. And, you know, just helping... Um, go through the records and then um, determine, like, if they were exposed to, you know, different chemicals or, Mm -hmm. um, and if the cause was, uh, you know, what they currently have, their diagnosis, was it caused because of what they were exposed to?
1: Yeah. Okay, so we're in our fourth segment, and we like to talk about legacy with our Mm -hmm. clients. So we're going to do that now.
0: And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's Your
1: Legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. So, Angela, um, we like to talk about legacy because we focus on uh, business and estate law. So, can you tell us something about how you want to be remembered or some value that you've learned from those who have gone before you?
2: So how I would want to be remembered is somebody that left a positive impact um, on people's lives. Um, So definitely um, whenever I come into contact with people, you know, I try to um, always, you know, um, build them up. So if they're um, facing, you know, difficulty, you know, I try to focus on the positive, you know, let's focus on this or, you know, bring different things. Or, you know, if they're needing encouragement, um, just being able to to provide that encouragement and um, almost like mentor, um, you know, mentor them. Um, So... I don't have kids, but just working with the kids at church, you know, there's Mm -hmm. some little girls, uh, like my best friend's kids and they're always, you know, asking me questions or different things. And, and, um, you know, I just want to be able to be a positive, uh, role model for them and show them that, um, uh, you can, you know, uh, follow your dreams and, um, choose the career path that's best suited for you. Yeah. And so, um, I think just being able to to be that positive role model and uh, again um, positively impact uh, someone's life awesome. is is a legacy that I would like to. You're to leave. a positive person. Yes, I try to be. <laughs> um, and I think the like you were asking, you were saying if somebody uh, made a, an impact in my mm-hmm. life, and I'd have to say that was my mom um, because she was. A very giving person. Um, She always thought of others um, before herself. And um, a story that uh, really impacts me or that I remember most is that growing up, we didn't really have a lot of money. And um, she had seen some homeless, uh, you know, gentlemen uh, under an overpass. And so she uh, drove to McDonald's and got some Happy Meals because that was about all she could afford. And she uh, gave them to the homeless um, because she at least wanted to, you know, uh, ensure that they got something to eat.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So. Moms are the best. Yes,
2: definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you hear that they came out with an adult Happy Meal? Oh,
2: <laughs> It's got like a Big Mac in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And you even get a toy. And this month, uh, because of Halloween, the, uh-huh. they look, they've got like four eyes.
2: Check it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to get an adult Happy Meal now. Right. Okay. I also wanted to ask you about your favorite song. So, um, my favorite song would be Stones by uh, Kim Walker Smith. Um, And why I chose that song is because I've gone, uh, you know, it's, I've gone through like a journey of, of like kind of. Learning, learning, um, going through different er- like hills and valleys in my life. And well, you
1: grew up in the valley.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just uh, this song really um, impacted me because uh, I always it's a good rem- reminder that um, there's it, no matter if you're in the valley, you know, just praising God is is always so important. Um,
1: so does it come from that verse in Luke? Luke 19, uh, verse 37 says, As Jesus was drawing near, already on the way down to the, the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, Rebuke your disciples, Jesus answered. I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would Mm -hmm. cry out.
2: Yeah, that's the verse.
1: And so that's what the song is about, Mm -hmm. right? If I'll I'll praise you even in the valley, Mm -hmm. is that part of the song?
2: Yeah. Find me in the valley. Um, The valley will never take my song. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And says, I will praise you. Uh, I will praise you. Uh, I won't let the stones cry out.
1: Right, because if you're not praising him, then the stones would have to cry out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so part of that uh, growing that you're, you're talking about is probably going through some hardship, going mm-hmm. through some um, growing and, and schooling, probably when you were in school and yes. changing careers. That's a <laughs> yes, big change.
2: It is. Um, and I think it's its just led to um, forcing me to get out of my comfort zone. And I think um, just uh, that process, and you face a lot of mindset issues too, where all that negative um, self-talk mm-hmm. and um, limiting beliefs. And so I think it's just overcoming that um, and and just continuing to, like, praise God and just to um, decide to spiral up um, because we, my women's group, uh, we did, uh, we read uh, Jeannie Allen's uh, book, Get Out of My Head. Okay. And so it talks about um, how, you know, your thoughts can really cause you to spiral downward, like a thought right. can uh, become an emotion and then it just kind of, you know, takes a, a life of its own. And so... It's just making that decision to spiral up.
1: Yeah, I've told people in the past, don't believe everything you think.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's very true.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go back to your business now. So you you've been meeting with a lot of attorneys. Mm-hmm. You're working some cases, and so um, where do you see yourself going with this?
2: So I, I definitely want to continue to build, um, and have, um, uh, other, uh, or have subspecialties. So, um, build a team okay? or I can have, uh, you know, somebody that's specialized in, you know, personal injury, somebody in medical malpractice, somebody in criminal defense mm-hmm. or, uh, workers' compensation or any, any other, uh, field or area of a practice, I should say, um, that you know, deals with health, injury, or illness. Yeah, that reminds
1: me. I I was reading something about uh, workplace injury Mm -hmm. and that um, just because you're in pain doesn't mean that you were injured. Yeah. Uh, Because you have to prove something happened Mm -hmm. and that something's injured, some part of the body. And so I'm going to have to remember that because sometimes people – ask me about legal stuff that I don't really focus on Mm -hmm. and I try and steer them in the right direction, but that's something that I'll definitely say is that you're probably in pain. I can't invalidate that because you feel what you feel, but they're going to hammer you on what happened.
2: Mm -hmm. Was it pre-existing? Right. Or was it a a result of the injury?
1: And then another thing with uh, workers' comp was uh, proving the extent of Mm -hmm. the injury
2: yeah yeah because I mean workers comp they will try to uh, deny claims right and um, they will say okay well that what you're facing now wasn't a result of the injury so we're not going to cover that and so it's just being able to you know prove that if it was a result of the injury or it stemmed off of the injury um
1: Okay, well, we have to say goodbye. All right. So, thank you for joining us, Angela, on Talk Law Radio. Um, I pray that your practice goes well and you continue to grow. And I'll talk to everyone later.